discussing the t from the topic, do you expect adversities in your life? And so what I want to do is I want to just give us a couple of definitions. I want to give you the definition of expect, and then we'll just go ahead and, and, and go through our discussion on tonight. So for, for, the, for this discussion, the word expect is defined as to look forward to, regard as likely to happen, anticipate the occurrence or the coming of. And so again, in that topic, we said, do you expect adversities in your life? Based on the definition I just shared, I would suggest that the answer to that question is a resounding yes. One should expect adversities in their lives. The thing about expecting something to happen is that it provides you with the opportunity to prepare in advance so that when that thing or situation comes, you can hopefully manage the situation better. So the definition of the word adversity is synonymous with the word suffering. Adversity or suffering means to experience pain, harm, injury, or loss. It also means to endure evil or to be in distress. Suffering or adversity is an inedible, inevitable part of life. It's part of life. We would either suffer for doing what is right, or we will suffer for what is for, for doing wrong. So here's the rules of engagement. Uh, we're going to do like we've done for the last three to four weeks. I'm going to spend at least 30 minutes with the scriptures, and then afterwards we'll open for discussion and or comments, right? So our lesson background, for those of you that want to follow along, is coming out of 1 Peter chapter 3, and we'll be talking from verse 13 to verse 20. And I believe they're going to put the... Uh, they may have already, and so as you can see our sign, that's what we're going to be talking about tonight. And so in this part of the letter, Peter was concerned, somebody say concerned, that his readers would face adversity and suffering with confidence. And so that's our objective tonight, Major, is for us as Christians to know that we can face adversity and suffering with confidence. Now, I know that's going to be hard, because we don't readily want to face adversity and suffering. But as I've stated before, it is an edible, inedible part of life. It's going to happen. So what you and I can do is really, we can prepare to face it with confidence. Christians can face it with confidence and be assured that blessings come to those who suffer adversity for the sake of Jesus Christ. Although God does not prevent Christians from adversity or suffering, we can be sure, somebody say sure, that he walks with us through our adversity and that he gives us help and healing during those times. I, I thought I'd get an amen on that. He, he walks with us through those times. And so here I'm going to give you a few tips, and they're all going to be based on the scripture. 
So the first tip I want to share with you is stay enthusiastic about doing good. Now, I know somebody says, wow, what they got to do with stuff? Stay enthusiastic about doing good. When you feel like giving up or giving in, stay the course. Why is that important? Because a lot of times what happens, Sister Myrna, is when we're going through suffering and adversity, the first thing we want to do is stop and sulk. And, and, and Peter wants us to encourage us that even though you're going through, Stay enthusiastic about doing good. And so, in verse 13, here we go. First Peter, New Living Translation, and I'm reading. Now, who will want to harm you if you're eager to do good? Wow, think about that for a minute. He's asking a question. Just think about that. In the natural, who would want to harm you, sister, my brother, for doing good. Who would want to harm somebody for doing good? That don't even sound right. Another question could be, who, why would they want to harm somebody for doing good? So Peter here, he's asking a rhetorical question, which means he doesn't expect an answer from them. But he raises the question to point out the fact that the readers of this letter were experiencing unusual circumstances. Evidently, some Christians were being harmed for doing good. Why? See, it's unusual, or it should be unusual, to be going through harm, you know, you're doing, you, you're doing everything that you know to do, doing it according to the standard, doing it according to the word, and you are suffering harm. That's, that, that should not be. The word harm means to do evil to, to injure or to hurt. Maybe there were some Christians who were experiencing destructive behavior, malicious behavior, they were being viciously maltreated for doing good. Wow. And then he goes on to talk about the word eager, right? Because we said eager. And, and in eager, in, in, the, in the Greek, it talks about zealous. And it's talking about someone who is highly enthusiastic about doing something. Wow. Remember I told you, when you're going through, you got to maintain your enthusiasm for doing good. So here's what he's saying in general. If you eagerly or enthusiastic devoted to do what is good, no one should harm you. So here what, I want to stop for a minute and sit down around here, because Peter is making an assumption because he's writing to Christians, right? And he's making an assumption, Myrna, about you, Joyce, about you, Amanita, about you, Willie, about you, Adrian, about me, that as a Christian, he's making an assumption that you do good. 
Miss Anna, he's making an assumption that because you are a Christian, your, what you do is good stuff. Adrian, because you're a Christian and you're a follower or a disciple of Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ did good, excuse me, and he expects you to follow his example. So he's writing with the pretense in his mind that since you follow him, that you do good. Ah. So, so, so he's making an assumption, Adrian, that when we, that if you're suffering, you ain't suffering for, <laughs> for not doing good. Oh, 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 Mer Myrna. So, so, so when you go through, when you're suffering adversity, he's assuming because you're a Christian. So again, we're, we're, we're talking about adversity. And we've already stated that it's not normal for people to suffer adversity for doing good. Here's the thing that we got to understand, Major. You got to understand, you got to get it into your spirit. Despite the evil that people may do to those who are enthusiastic, somebody say enthusiastic. Oh, man, where, 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 where have I heard that word before? Huh? I am enthusiastic about the Lord. And so again, he, he's making an assumption here that, hey, those of us that are enthusiastic about doing God, God will never forsake you. So, 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 so that, that's good to know. When you're going through, when you're suffering a, a, a adversity and you're going through, you know, suffering, you, you, you got to say, hey, man, listen, because I am enthusiastic about doing good, God is right here with me, even in the midst of what I'm going through. Even in the midst of what I'm going through, I, I, God is here with me because I am still zealous for him. Tip number two. So the first tip was, let me, let me repeat it for those who may be taking notes. Stay enthusiastic about doing good. Tip number two, remain encouraged. When you start to feel discouraged, put in courage. You need to understand that when you become, when you uh, experience adversity and suffering, one of the first things that normally tries to happen is for you to become discouraged. I mean, it's, it's a normal process, Miss Anna. But when you feel the discouragement coming in, Peter is challenging you to encourage. Put, the word encourage simply means to put courage in. <laughs> That's all it says. So, 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 sister. When you, when, when you see your, 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 when you see your, your, your encouragement meter starting to dwindle, you got to say to yourself, mm. you, you got to bow up to yourself sometimes. <laughs> I 
I, I, I know what I'm going through, but I, hey, it is, I'm going to put some, you know, pump your chest out. Because I know who's walking with me while I'm going through what I'm going through. And so, in, with him with me, I can be encouraged. So, verse 14. But even if you suffer for doing what is right, God will reward you for it. So don't worry. <sighs> see, see, sometimes when, 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 you're, when, when you're going through adversity and suffering, the first thing that tries to come in your mind, you start to worry about all kinds of stuff. Stuff that you, I mean, and that's, I mean, worry is different from concern. See, worry takes on the, the on appearance that, hey, you just allowing everything. You, 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 just, you just imagine. You, you, sometimes when you get to worry, man, you conjure up stuff that they ain't even. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You ain't, sometimes when you start to worry, you ain't really dealing with facts. You're dealing with, with all kinds of fiction. And, <sighs> and so he's telling us, he says, hey, in other words, if you suffer for doing what is right, you are blessed. What? I, I, I know that's a hump to get over real quick, right? Because <laughs> at the end of the day, your flesh, my flesh, our flesh don't want to suffer. Raise your hand if you want to suffer. I'm teaching a lesson. I, I, I'm, ex, I, you know, I've been inspired to, to, to be able to handle it, but I ain't asking for God to send none. <laughs> Can I be real up in this place? <laughs> I, I know some, some, somebody else get up here and they say, "Yes, yeah, send it to me, Lord." Lord, I ain't asking for it. <laughs> Whether I ask for it or not, it's coming anyway. <laughs> And so, again, he's encouraging us. He says, hey, listen, you are blessed. Why are you blessed? Well, in this particular piece, he said, because you got something working on the inside. <laughs> Y'all know what it is, right? You got something that the work, because he's talking to Christians, Major, and he said, hey, listen, you got something, Christian, you got something that the world don't have working on the inside of you. And it's called Jesus. <laughs> listen, <laughs> you, Myrna, when, when stuff try to rile up into you, you got to remember who you got working on the inside. Amen, I tell you. And I, and, I, and, I, and I just believe that, excuse me, based on this word of God, it'll get you through. He says, so don't worry or be afraid of their threat. Why? Because God has you covered either way. Y'all ain't said this yet. Regardless of what I'm going through, whether they, 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 whether they, they attack me for doing good or, or not, God got you covered. So don't you fear. Don't you worry. You just stay connected to Jesus. I'm telling you, man, 
Listen, sometimes, Miss Ann, I think sometimes we forget to realize what we got working for us. And I, I believe I understand why, Major, because sometimes when adversity comes, you know, even as I pull in that, that piece when, 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 when old boy was walking on the water, y'all remember that story, right? He was walking on the water, but when the adversity came, what did he do? He lost his, he lost his focus. And I believe that's what happened to us, Major. Sometimes when adversity comes, we lose our focus, but that's okay. How many of you have heard of refocus? <laughs> That's all you got to do. When I lose my focus, I'm going to refocus. That's all you got to do. Remind yourself, Sister Latham, that when you're going through and you lost your focus and you look like you, you just said, okay, Lord, I'm going to refocus, but I'm going to refocus on you. See, a lot of times people refocus or focus on the wrong I'm refocusing or focusing on the person who can help me with my situation. Tip number three. Allow Jesus to be your Lord. In other words, Adrian, let Jesus be in control. Ah. <laughs> A lot of times when we're going through stuff, the first thing we want to do is to try to handle it ourselves. We want to be in control. Hey, hey Willie, I'm the man. I, I, I got, I'm, a, I'm running this. I'm the real man. I got this. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then you evidently had to fall flat on your back because you was in control. When all you had to do is remember to turn it over to him. See, Jesus, see, Je Jesus knows that you and I have fallacies. Listen, he knows that you are only human. But he came to augment you. <sighs> That's why he tells us, Mer, cast your cares, cast your burdens on who? Because there ain't no adversity, there ain't no burden, there ain't no worry that I can't handle as Jesus Christ. You've got limitations, but I, 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 I don't have not one. Not one. Not one. He said, instead you must worship Christ as Lord of your life. And if someone asks you about your Christian hope, always be ready to explain. Well, that, that, that's deep right there. Major, you going through you going through hell and people see it, and they wondering what in the what, what why are you able to handle that as well as you handle it? And so he says, hey, you got to be ready to explain your hope. So, but I want to read this particular piece. You can leave that up there, but I'm going to read this in the new, that's the new living. But I want to read uh, this same passage in the New American Standard, right? And I'll just read it. You guys don't have to try to, I don't want the, the media people to try to, to, to catch up with me. I'll just read it. 
So verse, 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15, reads this way. But sanctify Christ as Lord in your hearts, always being ready to make a defense to everyone who asks you to give an account for the hope that is in you, yet with gentleness and reverence. How many of y'all know the word sanctify means to dedicate or set apart for special use? So in other words, he's saying, hey, set your heart, sanctify yourself for Jesus Christ. Allow your heart to be controlled by him. Y'all know the word ready means to be ready for or prepared for anything. Wow. To be ready for anything. To be able to, to, to when it happens, to be able to tell people or to take the, the opportunity to uh, boldly declare Jesus Christ as you're going through your situation. Wow. So Jesus said, hey, listen. Your suffering gives you an avenue to witness. Lord, have mercy. <laughs> you going through, but he wants you to know that, hey, George, while you're going through, there may be somebody watching. <laughs> see, see, man, it, it, it's, it's, it's easy to talk a good game when you ain't going through nothing. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. But when you're going through something, the real you come. <laughs> and if you are handling it like you're supposed to handle it, like God is challenging you or Peter is challenging us to handle it, somebody watching. Man, I know you just suffered a loss, and I know you're grieving, but you ain't, you, you ain't, you ain't contemplating jumping off no building. <laughs> do, do, that's real talk. Some people, when they go through adversity or sorrow, Miss Anna, they get, they, they, a lot of things come into their mind and make them contemplate doing stuff that shouldn't yeah, I, I, I suffered this, and, I, and I'm grieving. I'm going to be real. But the only way I'm getting through it, <laughs> the only way I'm getting through it is because my hope The only way I, the only way I, the only way I can, 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 can handle this loss of a loved one because that's tough. Brother Purdue, you've been there. You've been there, Sister Purdue. The only way I could, could handle it without losing my mind is Jesus Christ. And he'll take you through it, Chief. He'll take you through it because he's with you. During that peace. He says, when you do share this, 
do it with gentleness and respect. Why? Even when you witness the people when you're going through, it ain't time to share your own agendas. Put yourself out front. You know how some people, well, I'm going through because I am, I'm, I'm super Christian. No. <laughs> you ain't super Christian. I'm going to handle this because I'm super Christian. I'm Deacon, I'm Deacon Hines. <laughs> I'm handling this because I'm Deacon Hines. No. No. You're able to handle it. The reason I handle it, brother, is because I'm totally dependent on him. I ain't no better than you. <laughs> the only reason that I can handle it is I have a relationship with him. And, oh, by the way, if you ain't got one, let me take this opportunity to introduce you to it. <laughs> what? In the midst of your suffering, you, you, you. Let, 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 me, let me sit down and tell you how he took me through it. And guess what? He's not a respected person. If he takes me through it and he even took him through it, guess what, brother? Yeah, he'll do it for you. We're talking about handling adversity or should we expect adversity? And the answer is at all times. Verses 16 and 17. Right? We just read 15. So 16 and 17. Tip number four. Keep your conscience pure. Read New American Standard Version. It says this. And keep a good conscience so that in the things in which you are slandered, those who revile, revile your good behavior in Christ will be put to shame. Verse 17. For it is better if God will, will it so that you suffer for doing what is right rather than doing what is wrong. Here. He points out two possibilities for suffering or adversity, Sister Almanita. He says, one, either you're going to suffer for doing what is right, or you're going to suffer for doing what is <laughs> Ain't but two choices. You know, if you're going to, sometimes when you suffer, you, you, there's only one or two options. You suffer because you did something you, you brought on yourself. Or the possibility exists that you are suffering for doing right. And so, again, he, he wants us to, and hopefully, our, and I think I told you earlier, he infers that we should be suffering for doing what is Right. It is important for the person suffering to do what is right. So what is a conscience? When you hear the word conscience, conscience is that inner sense. You know, 
that innocence, that, that thing that's inside of you that, that tells you or impels you to do the right thing. We all got it. God places it in you. I believe even the, listen, here's what I know. I'm just going to share me. Every time I'm faced with an option, every time, maybe, as I play back the tape, God provides me with two options. To do what is right or take the alternate path. Every time. I, Chief, I've never, since I've been investigating this thing, he's never not gave me the option of doing the right thing. The challenge is to always do the right thing. See, as Christians, we got to understand that we may suffer for doing good. Major, there are going to be times when we have to deal with people who are going to talk about us. And we ain't did nothing wrong. You know, Chief, you're you doing, you doing what is right, you're doing what, what, what is moral, and they still. We may be innocent, but that don't stop people from <laughs> be telling us this. But listen, here's the, here's the key. But if we keep and living and serving for Jesus, the very people who try to slander us will be put to shame. So, so, so what he's saying is, hey, listen, you just keep on doing what is right and let them do what they do. See, the problem with us sometimes, Myrna, is we try to fight fire with fire. <laughs> they come for me, I come for them. But here he said, hey, no. As a Christian, when adversity comes in your life, Major, you don't fight fire for fire. You just continue to do good. Wow. No matter what's happening, Sister Latham, you just continue to do good. And when they talk about you or scandalize you, God said, hey, at some point, that thing is going to work out for you. You ain't got to try to work it out, Adrian. Let him work it out for you. Murder, don't fight your battles. Let him. Let him fight your battles. Again, we're talking about adversity, right? Adversity. Number five. Remember this example. Remember the suffering of Jesus Christ. Why is that important? Well, Jesus suffered... Adversity. Jesus suffered, and you are a follower of him. Jesus suffered, and he did no 
He, he did not do not one thing wrong and he suffered. So when you're suffering, he says, hey, what, when you're going through what you're going through, instead of, again, just remember what he went through. And it will encourage you on your situation or in your situation. So let, let's read it here, what it says in verse 18. It said, Christ suffered for our sins. Once for all time, he never sinned, but he died for sinners to bring you safely home to God. He suffered physical death, but he was raised to life in the spirit. So, so let's go there again. Let's talk about because this is our example when we're going through adversity and suffering. He said, hey, Christ suffered. But he didn't suffer because of what he did. He suffered because of what you <laughs> Listen, he suffered because of you, Major. I'm an either. He suffered. Listen, he didn't have to come down here. He was up in heaven doing all right by himself with Father and the Holy Spirit. But what happened was he love caused him to take some actions. <laughs> to come down here and make a bridge from you to God so that you can walk across that bridge and be reunited. Y'all know there was a gap, right? Y'all know that there was a gap between you and God at some point because of sin, and, but he came down here and he laid on the cross so that you could walk across the cross <laughs> and make your way back to God. He suffered because of my dirt, your dirt. And he said, say, listen, so, 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 so take encouragement from the example of the example. How many of you know that's the best example you can ever have is Jesus Christ? <laughs> and he said, hey, listen, just follow my example. He said, listen, and he died once for all. Y'all, 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 y'all. I, I, I came to make it right for you, and I'm only had to do it one time. See, you know, y'all know the story. Back in the old days, they had to sacrifice them things. They was doing, they was killing all kinds of stuff. Man, they, they, <sighs> Jesus, I'm gonna do it one time, but I'm gonna do it for everybody all at one. <laughs> He did it for Joyce, he did it for Major, he did it for brother and sister. Uh, he did it for all of us, and he did it one time. He said he suffered a physical death, but he was raised in the one. There it is, to life in the spirit. And so again, he wants us to, to understand that he is the example. He is the example. Ver number six. Yeah, we're going to have plenty of time for questions or comments. 
Tip number six. Remember the victory of Jesus. See, it's, see, I don't just want you to remember that he was an example, because he was. But I also want you to remember that he's a winner. <laughs> Y'all didn't catch that, right? See, see, there's some examples out there, Adrian, and they ain't all winners. <laughs> there's some folks out there who, who were examples of people, but they ain't winners. But Jesus is a winner. And he wants you and I to, when, when we're going through Sister Latham, to remember the victory that he had over suffering and adversity. Because he wants you to know that if he has experienced victory, y'all got to make the connection. If he experienced victory over adversity and suffering, because of your connection, because of, because of, of your connection, he said, because I did it, You can do it. Oh, man. Woo! I don't know about you. See, that, that ain't, that, that's even just hearing it coming out of my own mouth again, I'm getting encouraged. He said, because I did it. Latham, there ain't nothing that you can't come across your life with me working on the inside of you that you can't handle. Verse 19 says, so he went to and preached to the spirits in prison. Now, hey, let, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me tell you. A lot of people say that's very controversial piece right there. Because what it seems like he's saying is that, hey, when I was in the grave, I was putting in work. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just, I'm just reading the Bible. You see, the spirit's in prison. There's, it, it seems like Jesus is, hey, I ain't trying to convince him. I'm just sharing. While I was in the grave, I, 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 I was out there doing some work. I went to the devil and all his adversaries and said, look at the victory <laughs> that I won. Y'all thought you had me. <laughs> you thought you had me, but I set you up. <laughs> I knew all the time, Major, that you weren't going to be able to, to keep me down here. <laughs> but while I'm down here, let me put in some... <laughs> Woo! <sighs> let me put in some work. Verse 20, those who disobeyed God long ago, when God patiently waited while Noah was building his boat, only eight people were saved from drowning in that terrible flood. Here's what this is saying to us. In this verse, it lets us know that Jesus was spiritually working through Noah. Y'all got to catch that. 
by offering salvation to humanity even back at that time. Because if you, if you realize, I, I apologize. What was happening was Noah was out there witnessing. He said, God is getting ready to send what? Judgment. And I'm building an ark. And if you want to, get yourself ready and you can get on this ark with me. So that you can be saved from the judgment. How many of you know they laughed at Noah? They laughed at him. So Noah got on that big old boat with his eight people and 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 God cleansed the earth. That's what he did. He cleansed the earth, right? And what he's letting us know by sharing this example major is that he wants you to know that there's a new ark with Jesus Christ. Ah. The old ark was Noah. The new ark is Jesus Christ. You can get into him ah. and you are saved from the judgments. And again, we're talking about He's encouraging us to handle adversity. Number seven, then we're going to open up for discussion. We got 38 minutes and some seconds. Verse 21. Number seven. Remember the power of Jesus. See, when you're going through something, it's okay to remember the example, and you want to do that. They all are coupled together. Remember the example, remember the victory, but more importantly, or just as importantly, remember the power. Look at what Peter tells us in verses 21 and 22. New Living Translation. 21. There you go. And that water is a picture of baptism, which now saves you. Not by removing dirt from your body, but as a response to God from a clean conscience, it is effective because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. The waters of the flood, Myrna, was used by God to clean the earth. Water baptism is a symbol. And, and, and what I like, man, is because lately we've been, the, the Lord has been baptizing a lot of folks here in Christ. I don't know about y'all. Every time I see somebody I get just like the angel. Because somebody making a public declaration. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, Major, that's exciting. Somebody say, hey, listen. 
I'm willing to make my walk public. That's one of the reasons why pastor added the baptism to the service. There was a time, if y'all recall, for those who've been here, we used to do it at the YMCA, and we would do it after service, and people were, you know, people, you know, would pick and choose, or pick and choose whether they, they would stay, you know, based on, you know, relationship. And then all of a sudden, Pastor, wait, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Bat yeah, hold on, hold on, hold on, slow your roll. <laughs> Baptism is a big thing. And, and, and we need to make sure that all the saints that are in the house get an opportunity to watch this. Oh, yeah, yeah. Here's my public announcement. We got baptism on the 27th. We got two, but we got room for more. Absolutely. Water baptism is a symbol of the blood of Jesus Christ cleansing humanity from sin. The idea Peter was sharing when he said baptism now saved is that baptism is a symbol. Somebody's symbol. It's very important. The water don't do nothing. Is that me? It's a symbol. Baptism, Sister Anna, does not remove dirt from the body. You know, I, that, 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 was a, that, that, that was powerful for me. And because, you know, I used to hear those saying, hey, you go down a, 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 a yeah, and then come up a, a, you go, what, a clean devil? No, no, no. I just learned that you going down, you're dirty, you come back up, you're dirty. You're still dirty. You're still. It does not remove dirt from the body, but it is a response to the sacrifice of Jesus Christ that results in a clear conscience. Baptism, here's what it means. And y'all already know this because y'all baptized. Baptism means a person pledges to serve the Lord with a good conscience. That's what it is. Hopefully, when you, when you got baptized, if you've been baptized, you realize what you were saying. You, you're making a public declaration, Major, that I'm going to serve the Lord with a clear and good conscience. It's a public declaration. It is a symbol, somebody say, of the change that has taken place in the heart and the life of, of a person. That's all it is. It's a symbol. When a person go down the water, it's a symbol that they've had an inward change. And now that I've had this change, my life is not my own. Now, I know, so y'all said, wait, wait, Latham, man, you done jumped all off of adversity. No, 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 no. He gonna tie it back in. This is Peter talking. 
Here it is. So a uh, uh, summary of verse 21. Peter is reminding the reader that deliverance does not come through water baptism, but by the testifying of entering the ark of safety, which is Jesus Christ. Verse 22. We, we still got the time. I told you I'm going to get some time. It reads, now Christ, we're still talking about the power of Jesus. Now Christ has gone to heaven. He is seated in the place of honor next to God. And all the angels and authorities and powers accept his authority. Watch how he ties it in to adversity and charge. Peter reminds the readers of the ascension of Jesus Christ. Y'all didn't catch that. Ascension. That means when somebody ascends, they go from a low place to a high place. <laughs> he reminds them, Sister Latham, that, hey, yeah, y'all killed me. Even though I allowed you to do it. Y'all placed me in a buried tomb. I allowed you to do it. But now, I am at the right hand of the Father. And because I'm at the right hand of the Father, everything is subjective to me. That's deep now, because we're going to talk about the angels they respond to me. <laughs> That's power there, man. Y'all better hear me. They, a major, the angels, when I, when, I, when, I, when I say jump, just using a, you know, an earthly now, they jump in because of my authority. Authorities, whatever that, whatever those authorities, the divine ones, the heavenly ones, whatever authority is there, all of them fall under me now. <laughs> Why is that good for you and I to know when adversity? I'm glad you asked that question. Because everything is subjected to his authority, no matter what you and I go through. <laughs> Chief, no matter what you and I go through, because everything is subjected to his authority, he is all power. You can always, as Myrna said, you, you teach this thing, Myrna. You can always call on him. And the thing about it, what I like about it, he's also implying that the things you go through couldn't have came to you unless I allowed it. And if I allowed it, Major, and you connected to me, I already know you can. Why? Because I'm never going to send Major nothing he can't handle. I'm never going to put on him something more than he can. Now that you know this, you should be able to handle a, a, a adversity and sorrow in a different way. I'm not saying that you want to minimize your grief. Grief is a normal process. Emotions, God gave them to them. Use them. 
But always keep in mind that Jesus is there with you, and no matter what you got going on in your life, I'm standing right by you, Sister Latham. I was there when you lost your brother. I was there, and I took you through when you lost your daddy and your mama. I was there, and I'm there now. When they talk about you, Willie, I'm with you. When they scandalize your name, Joyce, I'm with you. Yeah, you're going to have adversity and sorrow in your life, but you got me. Oh, yeah, you can expect adversity and sorrow in your life. But you can also expect that Jesus Christ will come alongside of you and provide whatever you need during those situations and times. So now what I want to do is I want to allot some time for questions, comments, testimonies, or whatever it is. We got 25 minutes. Any questions? Now, you know, I'm going to be stumped if Major ain't got no questions. That's okay. But hey, listen. I would like to make a comment. Okay, sure. You know, you asked, why would someone doing good do the right stuff and go through suffering and suffer or go through hardship? Well, that's part of life for one. Amen. And two, misery like company. So if, somebody, if someone going through something, and you look too happy, that's a problem right there. Wow. So somebody going to try you mm. to see if you can be as miserable as they are. Mm. But you're going to show them that you ain't going to be miserable. I'm you. trying to tell you something. Amen, 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 amen. I'm gonna need to get a. I'm gonna need to have a question or a comment. How you felt about what is that saying when they say, uh, if you never go through something, search yourself. Something's had to be wrong, you know. Uh, you know, we we go through things before his because we're serving the Lord, Amen. and we're gonna get persecuted, you know, just like they what they done to Jesus. We're gonna go through. And it, and it makes you think, if you say, I don't go through that, I haven't been through anything like that, you know? But if you haven't been through anything, something's wrong, you know? Amen. And here's the thing. If somebody tell you that they ain't never been through nothing, chances are they lied to you. <laughs> Why? Because the Bible is very clear. It rains on the just. And the unjust. The difference is you want to have your adversity while being good. Any, any, any other comments? Well, hey, listen. Y'all are going to be blessed with about 20 minutes of time. I, I oh, well, Chief, oh, there, yeah. You know, I love my chief, man. No, I, I just uh, want to come in. Are oh, you loud and clear, bro? Okay. Uh, well, just today, you know, I had uh, a young man uh, come to my office uh, 
because some things that he did uh, was not the correct thing. And, and after talking with him and, and trying to get him to understand that, hey, you know, sometimes the decisions that we make uh, put extra adversity in our lives. Amen. And just trying to realize, hey, you can look at a situation, but you don't have to look at it from a negative standpoint. And if we start looking at uh, adversity from a positive standpoint, knowing that Jesus Christ is on our side, that he would never leave or, uh, or forsake us. Amen. Uh, we should be able to handle those uh, difficult situations, those trials and those tribulations. But when we lose our focus on who we are in God, and sometimes we don't know how to handle those adversities, and we act out in a way that is not godly or not like the individual that we see I believe that you are. Amen. Amen. Po positive point. Amen. Powerful. Any other questions? Comments? Well, I thank you for your time. Uh, uh, thank you for those of online uh, that uh, may have joined us. We thank you. We pray that something was said that, you would, that would be beneficial to your life as you go through uh, this journey and and so at this time, we're going to go ahead and transition to, the, to our slides. Just got a couple of announcements I think we have here. I'm sorry. Hold, hold, slow your road, Mark. Go ahead now, AD. You know, I love to hear from Go ahead. Give AD the mic. We ain't in no rush. You got 20 seconds. I was just going to deal back with the, the question that's up there right now. Amen. Amen. Do you expect? Do you expect mm. adversities in your life? And I think as we're going through our lives, and I'm going to speak for myself, mm. I don't know if I go through expecting mm. that this is going to happen. Mm -hmm. That's going to happen. Mm -hmm. But after you live long enough and after you've experienced wow. some things in your life and hardship and mm. maybe thing after thing, you can begin to, and you stay in Christ, mm. I feel like, Christ prepares you for the next thing that's Amen. coming your way, whether you know it or not. You know, you may not know it as you're going through, but I feel like God prepares you and, and warns you and kind of mm. gives you those unctions of things that may be coming your way. Mm. Does that allow you to escape adversity? No. But does he prepare you? to go through the things that you will, will face in this life? Yes. And so, no, we may not expect adversity, adversity in our lives, but are we prepared to deal with adversity? And do we know how to deal with adversity when it comes? And the answer for that, for me, is as long as we're in Jesus Christ and as we're, we're connected, as you said, to Jesus Christ, I believe that he equips us to, to go through adversity to do what the scripture says is endure hardship as a good soldier good so and does it mean that it's not hard no does it mean that you know you won't feel the weight of something mm. no and like you said it, it's going to rain on the just and the unjust but the difference is the just mm. lives by faith Woo! and so i'm just speaking for myself because i think adversity is a part of being a part of life mm. like myrna said but a definite part of being a Christian because when you're doing what's right mm. and when you're trying to live according to the word of God, 
it seems like sometimes adversity may find you. Yeah. You may be the only person that's trying to live in this world mm. on a straight and narrow or and you're not the only one, but you, you may feel like you yeah, yeah. are the only one a lot of times. And other people may be choosing to do this. And because you don't choose to do it that way or mm. see it that way, you may be ostracized yeah. or you may be treated differently. They may get quiet when you walk in the room. Mm. They may turn their back on yeah, you. Yeah. They might slander you. Yeah. They may talk about you mm. real good. Mm -hmm. But the difference is the just has sure. to live by faith. And you got to go through doing the right thing, knowing that you're doing it for God and that when adversity comes, I'm going to come out victorious because I did it God's way Amen. and not my own. That's powerful. That's powerful. The just. Y'all ain't just folks in here. Raise your hand. Oh, yeah, yeah. You just. Yeah, you might as well. God says you just. So you better believe what he said about you. You, you got another comment, Sister Mer? Actually, I wanted to tell you, I was driving over here. And I, I, yeah, my mom is on the phone. And when you mentioned about the fact that the devil taught he beat down Jesus because and they killed put him on the cross. I had to smile at myself because I said, the Lord always talked to you as well. Because I was telling her, I said, I said, Ma, you remember that movie where they showed the devil laughing and jumping, not realizing that Jesus was actually victorious hmm. when he died. Yeah. And when the devil find that out, like this person that act that part, he starts screaming, oh, <laughs> like, like, oh my God, like, it was too late. And that was a conversation we was having. And then you brought up the same exact conversation about Jesus while he was doing his work. <laughs> you know what? You need to send me the name of that movie because I want to go check it out. You, you, yeah, that sounds like what a good one. They crucify Christ? Huh? What a lady around the black dress and have a baby, like a, a little thing in her hand walking around. Which one was it? It's a, um, the name. I just need the name. The crucifixion. Okay. They usually give it this time of the year, a matter of fact. Okay. Okay. Great comment. Powerful testimony. Thank you. Any last one? Amen. Well, again, I thank you for your time and your willingness to come out. For those of you that's in the house, I know you can't. You had to come through some. Some of y'all came through some rain. You know, my my wife got on her on her flood boots in here like she. Like, like, like she in the flood, Chief. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> Amen.